Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Always Evolving is brought to you by Cast Centers, which is a company and organization very close to me. I founded Cast Centers over 17 years ago. We provide the best evidence-based practices for therapy, mental health, addiction. Anytime you're struggling or you have a loved one who is struggling, make sure you go to our website at www.castcenters.com. C-A-S-T centers.com. Give us a call. We're here to help. We'll help you with a free assessment and let's get your mental health on track. I've gotten so many text messages from you telling me that you love this format of shorter podcast with me talking to you. If you haven't texted me, the phone number is 310-984-1858, 310-984-1858, and you text me, yes, it's really me, um, no, I can't respond to everyone, uh, no, I don't need you to just say, what's up, Mike? You know, say something inspiring. Tell me what's going on. Get me inspired too. But speaking of being inspired, I wanted to talk to you about something that I've learned and you have learned too, that you are extremely capable, capable of more than you realize. And what stops us from growing and evolving is these beliefs that somehow we're not good enough, or we can't get to where we are trying to go to. So for example, a lot of people, maybe not you, do not like public speaking. In fact, I don't know, Sophia, who's doing the audio here, do you like public speaking? You don't like it. So Sophia records the audio here, and she doesn't like it so much. And I would say the majority of people go, oh, I hate public speaking. I hate it. And I was one of those people. I didn't like it. I didn't want the attention. I also didn't want to feel that I was somehow, I don't know, I just felt insecure about it. Now, I really enjoy public speaking. In fact, September this year or October, I'll be uh, giving a talk at Blue Cross uh, for 350 CEOs. And after that, they asked me to interview Michael Phelps in front of you know this whole audience. But three years ago, before I started doing television and being asked by Dr. Phil to go on Dr. Phil, I avoided every which way to not get in front of crowds. I didn't like it. And I just thought, it's just not for me. But what I've come to realize 
And you need to realize too, that we limit ourselves because we think we're not good at it. And when there's two reasons why we say, whenever it's something new, oh, I hate that, or I hate public speaking. One is we may have a memory that somehow reminded us that we feel insecure or afraid or not in our art or we don't like the attention or whatever it is. And we think we're just not that good at it. Nobody, nobody is amazing at something that is adult the first time around. Whether it's shooting a gun, whether it's going up in public speaking, whether it's starting a business. Let me tell you, when I started my first business, Cast Centers, 17 years ago or 18 years ago, I had no idea what I was doing. I had just come out of rehab two years previously. I opened up a business in California. I had no idea what professional boundaries were. I had no idea I was supposed to pay taxes. I, up until that point, I worked for other companies, whether I was bartending or working at a coffee shop, I had no idea that I was supposed to pay taxes. And literally I got hit with that tax bill, which depleted my account completely, was terrified that I still wasn't able to keep cast afloat. I did. But my point is, I didn't realize I was kind of a lousy business owner until I got the experience to realize how to run a business because I didn't have a mentor. The first time I went on television and went on Dr. Phil, I was so nervous, even trying to be my best self, I was so nervous. And when I looked back at the film, I had resting bitch face. I had no compassion in my eyes, no empathy. And I literally had this facial expression as if I was judging, you know, how the person dressed when really I was trying to understand them. I also do this thing when I'm sitting down with someone coaching is I'll have this facial expression that looks a mixture of intense, confused, um, and almost like I'm looking into their soul kind of. And that doesn't play that well on television. But my point is, it wasn't until I did about 20 episodes that I started to enjoy it. The first 20 episodes, I didn't enjoy. I was very critical of myself. And I just thought, I'm just not made for TV. I'm just not the right guy for TV. And that's why I've never done it. I thought, well, I hate public speaking. But now that I have the experience of it. So my point is, many things in our lives, including yours, you have realized that you're extremely capable. You are able to do things that I am not able to do at your level. I'll say that again. I am not able to do certain things that you're able to do at your level. You're better than me. You may be a better writer. You may be a better painter. You may be more organized. You may be a better driver. Whatever it is. I'm not a parent. You're definitely going to be a better parent if you have kids. And what we do is we criticize ourselves. We don't give ourselves credit. We don't want to give ourselves credit because somehow we were taught that, oh, you know, that's not that big of a deal. Let me tell you, and I've said this on previous podcast episodes, getting trophies, awards, and notoriety will not change your self-esteem around whether or not you're capable. 
You have to believe it within yourself. There's two reasons, and I started to say two reasons why you won't believe you're capable. One is your self-esteem. So if you have low self-esteem, you got to get your self-esteem to a place because otherwise you're always going to be through what I call in my last book, One Decision, your obstacle lens. Everything you're going to be looking at is through an obstacle lens instead of an opportunity lens. So if you're really struggling with stinking thinking and your thoughts are stuck, I would highly suggest you get into One Decision, my last book, One Decision, The First Step to a Better Life. I cover cognitive distortions, which is based out of evidence-based therapy, which is CBT, and I put in coaching language. So if your thinking is super stuck and you can't get out of looking at life through a negative lens, then that would be a great book for you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You can also get it for free from the local libraries. A lot of you have hit me up about that. If you're struggling to be authentic and you don't know what goals to set in your life and you don't know what areas to improve, that's when you want to pick up the first book I wrote, Best Self, Be You Only Better. So those are guides and tools, whether it's you trying to be authentic and don't know where to start or you have stinking thinking and you don't know how to correct it. Okay, let's say your self-esteem is good enough but there's opportunities that the universe creates for you. And your natural instinct is to say no. And I was talking to a friend last night who I've gone to know, he's amazing. And he is from Iran. And he moved here when he was 15 years old. And I'm always impressed when people move to the United States of America from another country. Because for one, you have to learn a new language. For two, I don't believe that we're the most welcoming of cultures to other cultures. And there's so much cultural differences that you stand out. And so I always admire anyone that has come to the U.S. because that's courageous and it means you're capable. Regardless if your parents moved here and that's why you moved here, you still adapted, evolved, and figured out a way to be resilient here. And if you're listening to this, you're probably not in prison and you're alive. So you've figured out enough not to get locked away and you're still here. So I was talking to him about coming on the podcast and he said to me, oh, I hate being recorded, whether it was video or audio or what have you. And because I was talking to him and he said one of the big differences he learned was that in American culture, personal space is different than culture in Iran. So for example, a movie theater in Iran there's no empty seats because everyone kind of crowds together. Whereas in the US, there's, if you look at a movie theater, there's always empty seats between us. If you go to the airport, you know, people will put down three rows of bags to make sure no one sits next to them at the airport. You have to ask for permission to sit at different places at the airport. And sometimes you'll get someone being a little disgruntled. But he was talking to me about all the cultural differences or some of the cultural differences 
when you come here from a place like Iran? And I said, wow, that would be really helpful. And that's really inspiring. Maybe you could come on the podcast. And he said, well, I hate being recorded. And then in that moment, I thought, well, why would you hate being recorded if you're just being yourself? Because I'm basically giving that person permission to be themselves. And I admire the story they're telling me. But for whatever reason, they don't feel comfortable. Now, the easiest reason or excuse that most people make is, uh, I just don't want to be known, right? That's like an easy thing to fall back on, which I respect if someone really doesn't want to be known. But nine times out of 10, it's because there's some fear that's driving their reasoning for why they can't do something. And so it's interesting to me because if, if his name is Petty, and if he does come on the podcast at some point, which I would love, it would be interesting to have this conversation because I'm genuinely curious about cultural differences because I think it's really cool. And it informs us as U.S. citizens how to be more accommodating and understanding of other cultures. And it's fascinating. It's so when we travel to other countries, unfortunately, we can't go to Iran from the U.S. because of the relations between the countries. But I think it's really cool how different cultures operate. So when he said that to me, that he hates it, which is such a strong word. I mean, how often do we say we hate something? I mean, I, I think I hate cauliflower. But I don't know if I hate it. I just, I dislike it. I don't care if you put butter on it and you put it in the oven and you, you know, fry it. And, you know, basically to make cauliflower tasty, let's be, be real, be real about it. You got to fry it. You got to put some spice on it. You got to do a whole thing with it. So it basically turns out to be something else. But anyways, enough about cauliflower. <laughs> what I want you to believe is that you're capable. And just because you don't like something, I didn't like public speaking. I now love it. I thought I was a lousy business owner. Now I enjoy being a business owner. I thought I was the worst writer ever because I failed English. I'm working on my third book. And I can share from my own personal experience and working with clients like you that our initial reaction is believing that we're protecting ourselves, but we're not. We're protecting ourselves from real opportunity. And so if we're sitting back and we ever get that quick reaction like, oh, man, I don't, I don't want to do that. Maybe first look at, have you done it before? How many times have you done it? If you haven't done something more than five or six times, I don't think you can say you hate it. Because there's so many different variations of it. So today... Whatever that thing is that you've been wanting to do, that maybe you believe you're incapable of doing or not good enough to do, try it, do it, work on it. You know, you have that ability. You really, really do. If, and I'm sharing this with you because I, I know it, if a recovering drug addict, learning disability held twice in school has somehow been able to write a New York Times bestselling book twice, owned a business for 18 years, and has peace of mind, has the ability to love and be loved, has the ability to work through childhood trauma and not make excuses for it anymore, you can too. 
And I know everyone has different circumstances, and I know that your circumstance may have its own unique elements. But get your ass up, believe you're capable, and until next time, keep it magical.